Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. FixTheNation.com one more time for your listening pleasure. Kind of. A um, couple things. Just kind of clear house and kind of get them out of the way. Um, as always, there are three books available on Amazon.com if you choose to enjoy e-reader or paperback. Um, this website, FixTheNation.com, as always, at Fix the Nation is the Twitter feed, so please enjoy, interact. If you reach me, that would be the way. Oh, let's get on with the show. Perspective. Overwhelming theme of the night. Perspective. There's a lot of different angles here, so we're going to slow it down just a little bit. Let's talk about perspective. Let's talk about, hmm, donor money. You give money to a campaign because you believe in that person. Now, see, to me, I think that's the way we should fund politics. My wife disagrees, by the way. She says, ban it all. The government should pay for it and fix the number so we can control it and absolutely just prevent any monkey business. Hmm. So you want the government, not a fan, to pay for it and take away the individual liberty or choice we have in supporting a certain candidate. Well, does that kind of mean that someone who who is in gets the nod by government, and government gets to choose to fund that person, so we don't have control of the money to go fund that person, and we're kind of stuck with the government's choice? That's kind of how my mind works. I'd rather have us, through our donations, choose a candidate of our choice. You raise $10 million, $100 million, a billion, pick a number, and therefore you have enough money, quote-unquote, to win. Hooray. Whoever puts money in that kitty should enjoy it, right? Sounds simple. But again, perspective. What about that money comes from overseas? There's a wrinkle for you. So you have foreign money coming into a U.S. election. Usually, by the way, there's a price tag for that. Huh. Put that, that's one of those questions that you write. Am I okay with that? Question mark, question mark, question mark. You know, like multiple punctuation things? That's one of those questions. Hmm. Now, again, let's, let's assume it's a federal position. Okay. Well, that's that kind of, well, you know that's that's probably more cut and dried. Now we're going to get a little goofy. What about someone who is outside of a state donating money to a different state? How do we feel about that? You know, you lived in New York, you retired to Florida, you still choose to support the politician. Back in New York, is that a bad thing? Hmm. You're just 
a rich person and you're a good person and you donate money to anybody who agrees with your philosophy, no matter which side you're on. So you spread the wealth across multiple states. Is that a bad thing? Again, perspective. Hmm. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Why do I bring this up? Because, man, do we have a complicated world right now. And I think we make it actually more complicated than it needs to be. Because to me, I'm a believer in right and wrong, good and bad. I just, just call it what it is. And I will speak for me. I might be Republican, but I'll call Republicans on the carpet if I believe they're wrong. Just like I will call Democrats on the carpet if I believe they're wrong. Why? Wrong is wrong. That I disagree with you philosophically, I can understand. I cannot fathom why we tolerate lack of integrity. That's different. Radically different, I might add. That's a character flaw. Having a different political philosophy is not a character flaw. You know what it is? It's a different choice individuals get to make. There's nothing wrong with that. Part of the wonderful bastion of freedom that we have is we get that choice. You know this land of oppression that we have as per Kaepernick? Yeah, this land of oppression? Yeah, you get to think anything you want, say anything you want, do, such as kneel during a national anthem, anytime you want, without anybody walking up and shooting you in the head for public ex- execution and oppressing your right to do that. We can disagree with you because, no offense, that's our freedom of expression. But no one that I'm aware of has walked up and shot anybody in the head for kneeling on a national anthem. You get my point, right? Perspective. We're not in a land of oppression. Can't fathom people like that. But enough said about oppression because we're going to stay focused. So, when you give money, hmm, you donate money, it should be crystal clear. It's an integrity issue. Right? You give money to a candidate, you give in good faith, they should respond in good faith, they should do what they say, you should vote like you pledge, and we move on. Okay. Here are some wrinkles about perspective. Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton have a foundation. The foundation takes foreign money. In happenstance, in total happenstance, Hillary Clinton's Secretary of State takes meetings with, who knew, those exact people. So in order to get to the Secretary of State, you need to have donated money unless you are a sitting political figure in another country. Then you can get access. But if you're a non-political figure and you want access, you need to go down this very, very windy, dark path. 
The dark forest is what we'll call it. Huh. Who knew? I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. You have people like Chuck Schumer. Don't know him? Long, long, long-term career politician of New York. Long-term senator. 41 years in office. Has been, I think, four terms as a New York senator. And went through his disclosure uh, issues. His disclosure uh, things. Federal Election Commission. Public uh, documents, by the way. And just, you know, cruising through. And he has, there's two two aspects you can contribute to. There's individuals, and I want to say that the other one is, I want to say committee. It's kind of a vague term, but we'll, we'll use individual and committee. The individual donations, what I went through, just under 50% were actually from the state of New York for Chuck Schumer. I want you, I'm going to say that one more time real slow. Less than half of the individual amount of donors who gave him money were actually inside the border addressed in the state of New York. Now, does that kind of just make you just raise that one one eyebrow? Just kind of make that, huh, look on your face? does to me. So I kept reading. I went to the committee line. There were 187 donors on the committee line. How many of those 187 I read were from New York? I I cannot make this up. Twelve. I didn't say 120. I said twelve. Twelve of 187 were within the borders of New York. So let me get this right. The senator from New York, most of the donors, individual, are outside of New York, and woo, 90-something percent of his donors to the committee are outside of New York. I want you to think about that for a minute. Who does he serve? Go back to the Clinton Foundation for a minute. Again, this is perspective. They take foreign money. The people who give foreign money, most of whom get access to the Secretary of State. Hmm. Let's pretend there's nothing wrong with that for a split second. Well, you know what? Let's ask yourself a simple question. What is a foundation? I mean, the Clintons have a foundation. Trump has a foundation. What is foundation? Foundation, for the, for the most part, is usually a vehicle for tax purposes that rich people use to help on tax basis and to get charitable work done. Kind of a combination effort, but it helps on both fronts. It is not just, you know, it, it is not a, oh, how do I say this? It is not an endowment. It is not, here's $100 billion. Do anything you wish. No, no, that's not it. They do it for a reason. It's a tax vehicle. Okay? It's like an LLC. It's like an escort. It's, it's a tax vehicle. That being said, 
They both have them, Clintons and Trumps. Both of them, there are irregularities, we're going to call them, being accused. Here's the funny part. They're both located in New York. The attorney general here, Eric Schneiderman is his name, last year, 2015, he donated to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Stunningly, guess what? He will not be asking them to disclose their foreign donors. That's what the law reads, but he just won't be mandating it for them. They get a pass. All the Clinton Foundation issues, you know, the smell test I mentioned before, I mean the foreign money and the access to Secretary of State, you mean, you mean who should be looking into that? He should. Funny, haven't heard him raise a single word or voice toward the matter. Very shy. You know, he's from New York. Very quiet people in New York. Not. But on the Trump Foundation, there was a supposed allegation. Oh, yeah, he's all over that. Hell, yes. The fact he sits on committees, the fact he backs her publicly, the fact he endorses her, the fact he gave her money, no, I'm sure it's completely, completely unrelated. Perspective. But it's not enough to have one Secretary of State with a conflict. Let's deal with Powell for a minute. Secretary of State, former Secretary of State Powell, Republican, emails get hacked. He craps on Hillary. He craps on Trump. He's kind of an equal opportunity guy. That's the good news. Here's the bad news. You really put that in writing? The good news is he actually owned it. He stood his ground and said, yep, those are mine. See, and, and I respect that at least. I don't necessarily respect the fact that he wrote it. I respect the fact that he was accountable for his actions. When you get caught, you need to pony up. Why? Because it's what's right in the world. Look in the mirror and, re- and realize who you are. And then take whatever comes. That's part of life. And that is, in fact, perspective. But that's not enough Secretary of State to really talk about. So let's add one more into the mix. That's John Kerry, current Secretary of State. His daughter has a company. Stunningly, she gets contracts from the government without any competitive bids. Who knew? Wow, you mean someone who knew someone in government got greased? Really? Who knew? 
I think we're all just so stunned and shocked and, 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 and just, just amazed that that would ever happen. Not really, right? And see, that's the perspective piece I want to get down to. You understand that all that I just got through talking about, all of that perspective, all of the crap we had to wade through, is what we've had to deal with in the establishment public forum that we've come to actually know and accept and tolerate in government. Get a grip. All of us need to get a grip. Perspective. Every man, woman, and child who can vote this year understand this. It's time to change. The establishment does not get it done for us. We deserve better. You deserve better. I deserve better. Get some perspective. Put a good person in. Expect the good person to do their good job and focus on us always. And if they don't, hold them accountable. Elections should matter. If they do, reward them. Elections should matter. If they don't have integrity, don't vote for them. Elections should matter. I was a little heated, just going to say. I was. I don't get it. You're talking about people who donate money and expect to get a favor back. That's not the way America should work. What you're saying is you have money, therefore you get some, get some. And if you don't, back of the line. Talk about discrimination. Got a tip for you. If you're poor middle class, you should be pissed off with stuff like that. We don't have money for that. We're normal folk. We work for a living. We have kids and bills and stress and mortgages and issues and anxiety. They don't. They're the haves, not the have-nots. They're the elites. And you need to say it that way. So let's go back to perspective for a second. Who does Hillary Clinton take money from? $48 million and climbing from Wall Street. Donald Trump, $19,000. Compare those numbers, folks, because we're talking about wealthy people in powerful positions going a very, very different path. And it's crystal clear which path is good for you if you have the perspective to realize it and the guts to pull the lever. Hillary Clinton goes to the elite. She's at the Hamptons raising money. She goes to San Francisco and raises money. She hobnobs with millionaires and billionaires and does speaking engagements when paid only because the top 2% fund her. She's in it for power, for money, for prestige. It's what she's worked her entire life to attain. 
it is the crown jewel that she seeks. It's not about us. It's about her. Donald Trump doesn't take that big 1-2% money. He raises grassroots money. He ponies up his own money. He's not beholden to other people. And in so doing, becomes free. He can make his decisions, good or bad, with his personality, good or bad, to lead us, good or bad, as he chooses. I did not say he's a perfect candidate. I didn't say that. But if you want to have a personality contest, go somewhere else. That's not what we're deciding. We're deciding who's going to lead the greatest nation on the planet. That's not a personality contest, but it sure as hell is an integrity contest. Perspective. Personality, .0001% of the job. That you're nice or lovable, no one really cares. Americans typically ask two questions. Will you do good things for me? And will you not do bad things to me? Perspective. The elites. Let's talk about Chuck Schumer again for a second. Most of the money he takes is from his top nine donors are all Wall Street banks. Funny, coming from a guy who took away Glass-Steagall, voted against it. So basically, the people he allowed to commingle deposit funds with in their investments, he now gets money from to fund because they get to make more money because now they're super banks. Let's go back to 2008. What happened in 2008? Oh, that's right. Investment banks started to go under because they were over-leveraged because, oh, that's right, they leveraged our money. And everybody was at systemic risk. Who did that? Huh, Washington. Thanks, Chuck. Appreciate it. Perspective. Same guy who voted for Obamacare and dropped that one on our laps and oppressed us in that sense. See, now that's what I would like Kaepernick to actually come out and say. I'm going to kneel because I'm oppressed by Obamacare. Wouldn't that flip people out? Again, it would be perspective, right? Not sure if the people celebrating him right now would be celebrating him still if he said that. Here's a semi humorous perspective. One of the Black Lives Matter individuals evidently was either mugged or robbed or something like that and was actually asking for more police units to, you know, come through his area now. Hey, like them apples. Goodwill hunting line. Just gonna put it out there. That's funny. So you don't like police, you don't want police, and then when you come to need police, you want police. 
that that got me a little goofy, I will say. But but I get his point. And truth, by the way, on both the Blue Lives Matter and the Black Lives Matter is going to be in the middle somewhere. It's going to be called criminal justice reform. That will be the formal name for it. But by the way, we need to have that done. By the way, yes, uh, House House Judiciary Committee was formed in July for that very vehicle. Finally, okay, since they've been working on actually forming committee since December – I would just keep perspective. Can you think about that? It takes eight months for Congress to actually just simply get the committee decided. Don't think about that. Imagine walking in, you know, your boss says, you know, hey, listen, you know, I need you to, you know, plan something for me. So, uh, you know, get a couple people in the office. Now put your brains together and you know let's get this done. Sure, no problem. You know, boss, you got it. Um, when do you think you guys will have it done? Well, we're going to choose a committee, but it's going to take about eight months. Can you imagine what your boss would do? You're an idiot. You're fired. Eight months to choose the committee. Not even decide anything. Just simply decide on the committee to actually formalize it. Must have been so busy. It's a crazy year. Woo. You know us. We've had so much done by our Congress in the last eight years. It's just been amazing. Yeah, all warm and fuzzy. Lastly and briefly, we need to fight the elitists, the haves getting too much, the haves changing the game. We'll end it for us, the have-nots, for the people that struggle and fight Every single day, the people who wish to be better, that want more, that opportunity land that we talk about called America, we have a right to that dream. We have a right to fight up that hill. We don't have a right to, we don't have a, a right to get to the top. We have a right to have an opportunity at a shot to get to the top based on how we perform. There's no guarantee you get there. There is a guarantee you should have that door open to you, no matter who you are, no matter what color, what race, what religion, what age, what gender. The world should be your oyster. That is an American literally belief. That's why we're exceptionalists. Change. Let me talk about that for a minute. The unfortunate truth, though, is We are creatures of habit. That is a sticky wicket in this day and age of election 2016. Why do I say that? Because change is necessary. We've gone down a path. Let's say you're in the inner city right now. You were sold a bill of goods by the Democratic Party for 50 years. You have nothing to show for trillions of dollars in decades. You know what? Time to change. Time to choose a different path. Just is. Tired if you're someone in a union of paying the Democrats to offshore your jobs? When's the last time your taxes were reduced? 
the burden was lighter. When was the last time government did something good for you and put you in the crosshairs of something good? When was the last time you felt safe in America because we had a strong national defense? You were protected. When was the last time you felt, just, you know what? This economy's going. I feel good. I can get a better job tomorrow. When's the last time you felt, you know what, it's time to roll the dice. It's time for me to take that risk and start the business I've always wanted to start. Mm-hmm. Funny, we don't even talk that way anymore. The last eight years, this kind of leadership or lack of leadership we've had has just killed our innovative spirit. We need to change, and that's awkward. So push through. The election of 2016 is about change. It's about getting away from the establishment, trying a different path. And it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. You know what? No matter what you can say, you can say, you know what? I had the guts to pull the lever and try something different because what we have isn't getting it done. And that's an important fact. And the perspective you need to keep is will we be better? We will be better with Trump. Thanks for listening to FixNation.com. Tune in next time. God bless.